0: Hi everyone, Natumaris here again, back with another video. And in this video, uh, I'm just here to talk about kind of the three uh, dark sides when it comes to uh, people who raise capital for mergers and acquisition purposes. You know, because there's a lot of, you know, hype, and especially now when, you know, you see huge idols such as, you know, Dan Pina, and you know, a lot of uh, idols from the M&A world. But I didn't really come from that world. I came from more just the consulting and cap raising space uh, going from tech and blockchain and things like that and so when I see the two worlds collide I see some uh, kind of people ignoring the dark sides uh, and dangerous when it comes to people who go into mergers and acquisitions things that people completely ignore And so in this video I'm just going to outline the three key uh, you know probably reasons why you shouldn't raise capital for mergers and acquisition reasons and things that people don't hype up So the first thing that you shouldn't raise capital for, you should consider before you you go down the routes of raising capital for mergers and acquisitions. You know, yeah. So people always sell you the idea that you know you raise capital for uh, you to be able to get, you know, for like you let the seller uh, pay for the loan that you're going to get to buy the business. And so if I were to bring everything down to the most fundamentals, that's what a lot of people. That's the idea a lot of people sell. But the problem with selling this idea is that um, if you think about things that creates uh, innovation in companies, it's really, you know, the profit, a company's profit is what, is what gives a company its edge. And it what it's what keeps it competitive in the marketplace. And so if you're telling, if you go to a company, if you just think about this, you go to a company and you say, hey, I'm going to, you know, use your profits to pay off a loan uh, rather than invest back into the business then I'm going to be less competitive in the marketplace. So the only thing that's going to keep this like, and there's some industries that are more uh, that, that are more nuanced than this. There's some industries that don't have this winner take most markets, but there's some industries that are. And the new industries that are unstable, you know, that are. And industries like, you know, e-commerce and, uh, you know, people who have these Shopify stores that are doing M&A for and, or, you know, a lot of tech companies and so on, the market moves so fast. And so how can you take the profit and then put it use it to pay off the loan of somebody who lends you money to buy a business rather than reinvest in the business so that you can maintain that competitive edge. So then what has to happen? What has to happen is you have to have a team to be able to back it. And if you have a team that like a team that's that's able to handle it and able to keep it innovative. So the team has to be at least ten times better because in five years, after the loan is paid off for the, somebody to acquire the business, then what has to happen is, the, you know, the the person has to uh, make sure that the business is still competitive in the marketplace in, in five to ten years. Uh, which, you know, if it's in an innovative industry, it's not. And so that's why a lot of people, you know, look at asset-heavy businesses uh, or businesses that are in quote-unquote, quote recession-proof industries, you know, like construction and so on. Because you know, sometimes there is less uh, f- things are less competitive in the sense of the marketplace, and you can afford to take out some profits, and so you know, that's one dark side. And you know, and they went into the second point of you know making sure that you have a team that is innovative enough to handle the deal and to you know take a deal in the right direction, uh, because. You know, you have to have that competitive edge if you're taking out the profits of a company in order to pay off the loan of somebody who gave you back, gave you the money to buy the business. And so that's the second point. And then the third point is the dark side of when it comes to equity and when it comes to, you know, the people that purchase the most amount of businesses. Because 99% of the people that own, that purchase the most amount of businesses, they they put the down payment with their own money in. And that's not to say that you can't raise equity. Uh, We actually have a lot of members that we're working with you know 100 percent financing on raises.com but we're setting the expectation that listen you know you're going to like an investor that doesn't know you um and if you don't package everything up properly and if you don't go through the process and you don't go in with the right mindset if you feel entitled that everyone owes you something and then you know that you know you have a deal that's a no-brainer that's not how it works you know these are people with real lives that you know are seeking to invest in the um in filling the gap there and so we work with people to do that but People, you know, it's not really something that happens overnight. Somebody that hasn't acquired a business before, that that hasn't had a track record before in a particular sector, asking for 100% financing on a deal that they've never acquired in the past. Because most of the people who acquire these businesses, they've already gotten one deal done, and because they've gotten that first deal done, they have the capital to put the down payment to another one and then use, um, you know, non-bank lenders to get the remaining debt. And because of that, you know, they, Actually, are the ones who sell people the dream that they can do it easily by themselves. And so, when you look at those three pieces, first, you know, making sure that uh, when you're taking a company's profit and using it to pay back a, uh, a lender, you're actually losing in the marketplace unless you're 100% sure that the company you're in is 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 like unless you don't want it to be around in five years. If you're not in a super competitive industry, this may make sense. Secondly, you have to supplement it with a team that can actually handle it. Because if you don't, uh, you know, who's to keep it innovative in the next five years, even in the construction industry? Because I've seen people run businesses into the ground, and these are the stories that nobody talks about. And then three, you know, understand that equity and getting investors is not a joke. You know, many people, you know, going from all these uh, systems and and things and and marketing things is that they don't see that um, you know, there are private placement memorandums. There are you know checks and balances that have to be sought when seeking investors. It's not just uh, a pony show. And so, if all those three things, you know, yeah, make sure that you know, look at the risks and benefits when it comes to people who are raising capital, and uh, why people raise capital, and why people who do the most acquisitions do the acquisitions they do, and the benefits and the risks of using seller carry, of using the company's profits to pay off a deal. Because taking the money out of the company and not reinvesting back in the company or any employees, you're reinvesting back into yourself so that you can actually own a deal and, and start posting on Instagram that you run a company and sitting on a beach. You know that's not really is what's going to fly in the long term. And so with this, you know, thank you for watching this video. Head to Raises.com if you want to learn more, and I'll see you in the next video.